Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Today we are going to build on our prior messages concerning growing up spiritually, and in particular, the need to recognize whether or not we are producing the good fruits of the kingdom of God and the spirit of God that resides in us, or are we still producing the fruit of the spirit of this world? Our last message, we talked about the need to stay connected to Jesus at all times, not just with our outward works and behaviors, but with our spirits, our minds, our hearts, our inner persons that need to be abiding in Him and in His words so that we can bear mature, abundant spiritual fruit. But you may ask, how do I know if the fruit I am bearing in my life is the right fruit? And also an important question to ask ourselves is, how do I know if the people in my life who call themselves Christians, especially ministers, are producing the kind of fruit that I should be partaking of and eating? Jesus begins the answer to this question in Matthew chapter 7 when he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns, or are figs gathered from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit. So if you think about it, every tree that is abiding in Jesus bears good fruit. But the bad tree, the ones who aren't abiding him in Jesus, will bear bad fruit. He continues to say, A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down. It's thrown into the fire. Thus, you will know them by their fruits. So in the last episode, we talked about the fact that there are people who say all the right words, attend all the right meetings, dress the right way, vote the right way. So they look like sheep, but because they are not connected to the true heart of God, his son. And they are not letting the spiritual sap of the Holy Spirit work through their hearts and flow through them. If you look very closely, they are actually not producing truly good fruit. And we can do the same with ourselves. We can examine our lives, examine our emotions, our words, our spiritual connection and devotion to building our relationship with God. We can examine the way we're spending time. Are we reading his words? Are we listening for his voice, obeying his blueprint for living as a member of his household and kingdom? We can take a look at ourselves and look at all those areas. And when people approach us, We can ask ourselves, are we offering them spiritual grapes and figs that are sweet and nourishing, or are they getting spiritual thorns and thistles from the branches of our lives that hurt them, wound them, that don't offer any nourishment or sustenance? We shouldn't be drawing spiritual, emotional, or physical blood with the fruit of our lives. And the same would be true when we are looking for a church or which ministers to follow online. 
Are the people and the ministers bearing grapes and figs, or are their words and actions like thorns and thistles to the people around them? The Apostle Paul very clearly lays out for us in the book of Galatians the contrast between bad fruit and good fruit, and how we are supposed to make sure that the fruit that our lives are producing our spiritual fruit, rather than the fruits of our flesh, that is, the fruits of our old personhood before we encountered the Lord Jesus and made him Lord of our lives, the fruits of darkness, the fruits of this world. So let's take a look together at this passage of scripture that gives us the wisdom for discerning in our own lives and in others whether the fruit of our tree is good which shows us if we are staying connected to the root of all spiritual fruit, who is Jesus. So we're reading from Galatians chapter five. So I say, let the Holy Spirit of God guide your lives. Then you won't be following the lustful cravings of your flesh, your physical person. Our flesh still wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what our flesh wants. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. But when you are directed by the spirit, you're not even under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your flesh, as if you never belonged to the Lord Jesus, the results, the fruit in your life will be very clear. You will see sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures in the pursuit of them, idolatry, rebellion, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, divisions, envying, drunkenness, wild parties, and other works and sins of the flesh like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and have crucified those passions and desires there. Since we are living by the Spirit, then, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So there you have it, a pretty clear outline of how to recognize if we are producing the fruit of the kingdom of God in our lives, or if we are producing the fruit of the flesh and the world in our lives. And this is where we need to take a step back and ask ourselves, What do I do if I see an area in my life that is producing the fruit of my old nature, my old way of living, living just the way the world lives, or that is living in a way that is an actual rebellion against what God has revealed as his way of living within his kingdom? Then I need to do all of the things that we have been talking about so far this season. 
I need to submit myself to God in that area. I need to put off my old way of thinking about that behavior or thought process. I need to renew my mind to the way that God says is right by his word and by his spirit. I need to meditate on that. And I need to ask the spirit of God to strengthen me in that area. I need to look at those fruits of my flesh and the kingdom of darkness and the kingdoms of this world. And then I need to look at the price that Jesus paid for me to be free of those harmful, bad fruits when he was nailed to the cross. And then, as Paul says in this passage of scripture, I need to see those old desires nailed to the cross with Jesus. Then I need to make that choice to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's examine a real life scenario of how this looks in action. Perhaps I am someone who, before I was introduced to God, lived a promiscuous lifestyle. The world now says that it's okay to have numerous sexual partners. One night stands are acceptable. Sex within marriage only is an outdated concept, etc., etc. So I, I have never concerned myself with whether it's right or wrong because the society I live in says it's okay. But then I'm introduced to the God who created me and everything around me. And he invites me to be his daughter and enter into his kingdom of light and goodness by passing through his son who has opened the door for me into that kingdom. And I give my life over to this King Jesus so that I can enter a new kingdom, a spiritual kingdom, a a kingdom that's not of this world, a kingdom that is full of light and love. And I live under his government now, not the old way, not the way the world works, but under God's kingdom and his government, his way of doing things. When I get into this kingdom, I, I read the constitution of this kingdom, which is the Bible. And many things that I once thought were okay and even right, I find out that in his kingdom, those things aren't okay. They are not right. They are not truth. They are not good. And now he is saying to me in my spirit that what the world and even my flesh were telling me were good for me is actually not so good. And that if I truly want to walk in all of the fullness of his kingdom, I need to decide if I want to hold on to those behaviors and choices and lifestyles and cultural norms or submit them to his way of living within his kingdom of light. And so then my eyes are open to that. It's a whole new way. Remember, we talked about repentance. It's I used to think one way, but now my eyes have been open. I've changed the way I think and I'm looking at things a whole new way. That's what repentance is. Okay, but this is hard because let's say I love sex. I love the thrill of meeting someone new. I love the thrill of being pursued and of pursuing. I love the actual physicality of sex itself and the pleasure that it brings. But I have also made the choice to make Jesus the Lord of my life and to follow the guidance of his spirit. And God says that he created man and woman to be married and that marriage is to be in faithfulness towards each other and just each other, not multiple other others. And that sex itself is a picture of two becoming one flesh, that sexual immorality and lust and adultery and fornication are considered bad fruit in the kingdom of God, as we just read from that earlier passage of scripture. So even if in the kingdoms of this world, they are considered good, 
according to God's kingdom, they are considered bad fruit. And if you're producing those things in your life, sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, lust, you are actually producing bad fruit. But now I have seen what God says. I have a choice to make. Do I say, forget it, God. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I want my satisfaction in life to come from my flesh and not from you. I don't care that you have created us for intimacy within marriage. The world says it's okay. My flesh says it's okay. So I am going to keep doing it my way. And we hear that all the time. I want to do it my way. Doesn't matter what you say, God. Well, the truth is you can do that. He's not going to stop you. But By choosing that, once you've had your eyes open to what he says is the way to live in his kingdom, and you choose then to do the opposite of what he says, you're actually putting yourself in rebellion against the kingdom and governance of God. And Paul says in our scripture today that if you do that, you don't get to share in the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven if you choose that route. Jesus said in the earlier passage, if you continue bearing those worldly fruits, you can't be fruitful in his kingdom. So what does that mean? It means you end up getting cut off from the joys and the truths and the protections of his kingdom here on earth. But that is your choice. Or you can do what we have been talking about and you can say, Father God, you have established the truths of your kingdom and I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to grow in your kingdom. I want to represent your kingdom. So you have said that I should not behave in sexually immoral ways, enticing people or being enticed by lust. You have said that marriage is a sacred foundation of your kingdom while we are on this earth because it is an actual picture of your kingdom and your love for us. So even though my flesh wants to continue doing this, I'm going to submit myself to you. I'm going to honor your truths and I'm going to honor your government. And when the temptation comes to go back to my old way of living, my old way of behaving, my old way of thinking, I am going to look at and see the price that Jesus paid for me on the cross to be free from those old worldly ways. And I'm going to see myself nailing that behavior on the cross with him for him to take it into the grave to stay there. I ask that you fill me fresh with your Holy Spirit to give me strength, and I call on the fruit of self-control to mature in me today. And then you choose to walk away from that old behavior. And we could use any example. It it doesn't just have to be sex. It could be somebody who is lived a life of lying, lived a life of stealing, of cheating, drinking, drugs, gossip, you name it. If it is bad fruit according to the scriptures, you need to submit yourself in that area to God. You need to ask him to renew your mind to the truths of his kingdom, his governance. You need to submit yourself to what he shows you, and then you need to walk in the fruits that he has commanded, which are love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You know, a lot of people in this world believe that God controls everything, including us. If that were true, why would he say that one of the fruits he offers us by his spirit is self-control? Just an interesting thought there. Okay, so we have taken a lot of time talking about identifying and dealing with bad fruit, 
let's take a moment to examine the good fruits and and growing the good fruits of the Spirit in our kingdom. Could you imagine if you really focused on developing and maturing love in your life, love for yourself, love for God, love for your neighbor, love for your enemies? The world is looking for an antidote to all of the hate and bigotry and racism in the world. And the answer has been right in front of us all along. The fruit of the Spirit of God, that is love. But not the way the world says to love, which is shallow and fickle and sex-based, but God's love that is humble and deep and self-sacrificing and enduring and committed. And what about the fruit of joy? The world is looking for happiness, but we are offered the fruit of joy that when we have cultivated it to abundance, it can fill our hearts even on days when things are happening that don't bring us happiness. The Western culture is experiencing more anxiety and depression than ever before, and the gift of the fruit of joy has been offered to us, as well as the fruit of peace. When you have developed peace in your heart because you know that the God of all is your Father, and no matter what happens, He will lead you through everything that comes your way in this crazy world because of His great love for you. If you have that peace established on the inside of you and bearing fruit in your life, people can see that fruit because while others are in fear and anxiety and worry, you are at peace, sleeping fine, not losing your hair to stress, not binge eating or not eating. You are at peace and that fruit is so noticeable in this world that is so full of fear and anxiety. Then we have goodness and kindness and gentleness. There is a lot of badness in the world. We see it all around us. The fruit of it is manifesting itself in evil, in abuse, sex trafficking, murder, rape. You get the idea. Badness is not hard to find. The fruit of badness is everywhere. Go turn on the news. But we who are connected to Jesus should be full of goodness, pure goodness and kindness When you see or hear yourself not being kind to yourself or to others, check yourself and get yourself reconnected to Jesus. More people have walked away from the church in the last decade than ever before because they weren't seeing the fruit of kindness in the lives of the people in those churches. They were hearing instead mockery, scorn, self-righteousness, you name it. But true followers of Jesus are supposed to be walking in the fruit of kindness and bearing that fruit that people who even people they disagree with or who are, who are not a part of the kingdom of God can actually see that fruit, recognize it, taste it, and be sustained by it. Imagine that, sustaining even your enemy with the fruit of your goodness and kindness. And I would even throw gentleness in there as well. I mean, if someone is holding a sign in front of people's faces, damning them to hell and screaming death to them, that is someone who is not connected to Jesus and who is not producing the fruit of gentleness. Ask yourself, when someone frustrates me or goes against me, is my response one of gentleness, even in my correction of them? Then we have the fruit of faithfulness. Are you cultivating faithfulness in your life? faithful to the Lord, faithful to yourself, faithful to your family, to your obligations, to your employers. When those thoughts of unfaithfulness come, 
to show up late to work, to not complete the document your coworker asked you to, to not honor a commitment you made to your spouse or child or friend. When the thought comes in your head, did God really say that I shouldn't get drunk? I mean, I know I made the commitment to him that I wouldn't anymore because his word says that it isn't good, but does it really matter? When all of those kinds of thoughts come into your mind to try to get you to walk in the fruit of unfaithfulness, that is when you need to get yourself connected to Jesus again, connected to his word, abiding in his words, in the way he is said to live within the kingdom. You cast down those thoughts and you produce instead the fruit of faithfulness in your life, which leads us, of course, to self-control. All of these fruits actually are put into action as we have developed the fruit of self-control. As I said in one of my earlier messages, which of us doesn't have an area in our lives that needs the fruit of self-control? I know I do. Whether that is in regards to food, drinking, drugs, sex, too much TV, video games, anger, spending habits. When we are seeing any of those things get out of control in our lives, don't blame God that your life is spiraling. Instead, get connected to Jesus and begin once again cultivating the fruit of self-control by the power of the Spirit of God that is working on the inside of you. Get connected to the source of the good spiritual kingdom of God fruits, which is Jesus, that is your source. Then ask the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, to show us how to cultivate those fruits. And when our Heavenly Father starts pruning away or cutting away branches in our lives, those areas that are bearing no fruit or bad fruit, don't get angry. Be glad. Be thankful. Welcome the pruning. Because as He does that through His correction and discipline, the Bible promises that we will actually become more fruitful. So as I wrap up today, I just want you to close your eyes and imagine, what would your life be like? What would your family be like, your church be like? What would your community, your nation, this world be like if each of us was cultivating and producing the fruits of God's kingdom? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. How beautiful would our lives look? How much sustenance could we offer to the people around us? What a beautiful, beautiful garden this world would once again become. So that is my prayer for you today. May you be connected to the source of all good spiritual fruit, who is Jesus. May you be taught how to develop and cultivate those fruits by the Holy Spirit of God covering and guiding your life. And may you embrace the pruning discipline of your loving Heavenly Father, which will cause you to be a branch of His kingdom that produces an abundant harvest of good spiritual fruit. Now go, be the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so that you never miss a day. And then, share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com. To learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become a part of this church family movement.